Oh, you know what? I forgot to get my butt cushions. You see, hurt my ass so much. Yo, this is Ted. This is Ralph. You're listening to the NWA podcast. You know, f- the police nah, come straight. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, Nerds with assessments. Nerds with assessments. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the NWA podcast. Welcome to the NWA podcast season two kickoff. Awesome. Got a new edition. Checking out the, uh, checking to see if he's good enough to be a new member. Maurice. Say what's up, Maurice. What's up, y'all? I'm still here. We're all still here. You got Ted. And, uh, I guess what we're doing today. Oh, we're giving you a lot. Since the movies finally came back. Finally. I don't finally. know if you guys have been experienced this, but there was a pandemic. Just a little and one. And they kind of closed all the restaurants and movie theaters and anything social. It's weird because I haven't missed a meal, so it didn't affect me <laughs> at all. <laughs> so. You wasn't movies, in the supermarket struggle? No, was I, out there. I shop in the white neighborhoods, so they were very well, they were well stocked. Well stocked. <laughs> Toilet paper the whole time. Uh, Delaware County's not the white neighborhood. Yeah, I was about to say, because so, it, was, it was a struggle. What are we doing today, you guys? So, we're going to give you kind of a mixed bag, right? right? So, this will probably end up being two parts. So, we had a lot of ideas when we uh, left off on season one that we're all, we're going to try and test out today. So, we're going to do what we're going to call Artist, Spar- Artist Spotlight. It's been a while. Spotlight. Right. We're going to do Artist Spotlight. So, and an artist could be anything from an actor. Director. Director. Producer. Writer. Yes. Anything of that nature. Where their work has uh, inspired us to want to talk about them. Yeah. Obviously, their body of work has to be something great. Right. Well. Or interesting. Interesting. You know, spark interest. You know what I mean? So, since the movies came back, they were going for a long time. A lot of movies got pushed back. And they decided to hold back a movie called Tenant. That was, you know, was in the works for a while. But it was about to come out. Broke my heart. Somewhere in March or April. And then, boom. COVID-19. So there's no fucking movies anymore. And instead of releasing it to direct to a streaming service, they decided to hold it back. I'm so glad they did. And the man we have to thank for that is Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is our artist spotlight. Today. That'll be our artist spotlight today for his director. Because he's he's actually has wears a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, and that's something I didn't know until I started looking into. So we looked him up and researched him. But he wears a lot of hats. And the hat... That we're going to talk about today is his director hat. Okay. So, and also because Christopher Nolan's career has spanned it for so long already. Right. We're going to give you a little bit of test of time as well. We're going to do a movie to see if it holds up from 20 years ago. Whatever yeah. the current year, 20 years ago. So, in 2000, uh, his second release in theaters was a movie called Memento. Memento. Uh, this movie starred... Guy Pierce, who you might know from Hurt Locker. Iron Man 3. He was the mm-hmm. bad guy in Iron Man 3. He was the bad guy in Prometheus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. He was. Yes, he, he was. He was also the bad guy in Bloodshot. Oh, he just don't play a good guy. Uh, he's not a... I'm just... <laughs> you know what I mean? He's one of those guys. Sounds like, a little typecast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't... I'm having a, a struggle with bad guys lately. Okay. Like, I don't see... It's hard to look from their perspective sometimes because they want us to see them as a negative. Mm-hmm. But those guys, so in some instances, not all instances, 
Thanos. Sometimes they make sense. He was really trying to just save the world. It wasn't, I mean. It was fucked up. It required killing half of the people in the world. But the the other half would have been. Would have flourished. You know what I mean? So, but 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 how though? I mean, so you take out half of a of a world's population because right. it wasn't just the earth, it was literally it was universe. the universe. Well, his whole argument was there's not enough resources for resources everybody. are finite. so instead Roger. of increasing the resources, let's just decrease, decrease the, the people, people that need resources. Boom, which wow, automatically <laughs> increases resources right fifty percent. Yes, automatically immediately. So it also coincidentally increases sadness because oh uh, well you know. My grandma. <laughs> what if it was you? <laughs> oh, then I don't care. I'm going. Yeah. I'm dust. Whatever. Look at that straw. You know, so it was a good idea. Unfortunately, I don't know if I could let going for it. Uh, but it's in me. The same I'm motherfuckers. Instance, <laughs> you're motherfuckers. Because it could have been me. And it, every, I say all that to say, and Guy Pierce, all his bad guys are not really like dudes who are just bad for no reason. Like, they're actually trying to change the world. Except for Iron Man 3, he was a dickhead. He was just a dickhead in Iron Man 3. uh, He was trying to change. He was. He was trying to improve, if I remember correctly, he was trying to create super soldiers to help remove the the risk of regular human beings dying dying in war. What about the part when people was blowing the fuck up from taking the medicine? There's risk with (laughs) every type of experiment. But you know what I find in a lot of those instances, the bad guys are always like, you know what? Fuck those risks. (laughs) I'm willing to take those risks. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, not to digress too far off, uh, Memento is the movie we're going to see if it held up. We all had an opportunity to rewatch it. Real quick, again, I just want to say starring Guy Pearce, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who we all know from Trinity yes. and the Matrix trilogy. And this was her, this was after the trilogy. After Matrix 1, she did this movie. Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Joe Pantoliano. Whatever the fuck. I can't say his Pantoliano. name. But I love this nigga because. Yo, he's sneakily been in so much shit. Yeah. Some of my favorite movies. He pops up. Also I, in The Matrix. Yes. Also he was in the Cypher. Matrix. Cypher in the Matrix. In the Matrix. He was in Congo. Had a small role in Congo. He was helping them through customs in the airport. Very mm-hmm. small role, but a very awesome role. He was in the Bad Boys series. He was in Bad Boys series. He was as the captain. Captain yep. in the Bad Boys series. But he was also in a movie called U.S. Marshals, which a lot of people don't yes. remember. It's like a sequel yes. to Fugitive. Because uh, I've never seen it. you never seen, never seen U.S. Marshals? Wesley Snipes is dead. Yo, he is, yeah, he is really good, shit right? in that joint. Okay, I'm on but, uh, <clears throat> Well, just one of my favorite movies, whatever. But Joe Pally, Thabalayan, Pantaleon. Can you say that again? Pantaleano. Okay, you. there we go. Boom. Bang. But Memento. So, I've seen it before. I saw it several times before. I, I mentioned it to you guys. And I think it was you guys' first watch? Yeah, it was my first watch. It's, it was my first rewatch in a long time. In a long time? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. I was a <clears throat> but a fetus. Wow. You guys <laughs> were grown men. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Ted, tell me what you think, man. All right. So, Memento. Right. Memento, I actually really liked this movie. I thought that this was, it was really good in a way that showed why Tenet was really good. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Absolutely. Like, it was a lot of, not not necessarily foreshadowing for what he was going to do, but like foreshadowing for like his talent. You know what I mean? Okay. And this is what I wrote down about the movie. Um, essentially, it's about a guy who can't create any more short-term memories. Right. And right. he's trying to solve the death of his wife. Right. Because the police was like. Nah, we're good. And they didn't believe his story. They just didn't believe his story. Because he couldn't retain it. Because he couldn't retain no more information. So the story essentially starts at one point and plays out. And then it'll back up another 
to another point and then play back out forward again. Yep. So it kept re- it kept going further back in time and playing out. So you would see moments like not over again, but you would they kind of overlap. Why they you would see what led to what what to that point. It was right. just a very interesting way to tell a story, and I was I was so enthralled because it's confusing as hell at first. Initially, it is very confusing, and you're like, "What the hell?" Like, I but then you realize quite a few times. Like, but then you on. realize he's just telling a story backwards. Yep, but. He's telling a story backwards in a way that's very interesting. Like he's he'll back up to a point in time and let it play forward, mm-hmm. then back up to a further point in time and let it play forward. And there's was... also another scene that's running forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I really, this is an example that something that he's very famous for. Christopher Nolan is non-linear storytelling. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> the traditional Gosh. movie that we go see starts at the beginning. ends yes. At the end. Very simple. We've all been following this for years. And I love when a movie ends where you started it and yes they, like because we saw the movie it was literally at the end right or right. or the the time conclusion of what it should have been <laughs> yes, the end. Yes, but yes. then you go back and back and back and like he tells the story in reverse and it's it's so it it, it it had so many aha moments yes because something happened already we didn't quite understand why yeah. it happened and, and then, then we get that it. pre-scene it's like oh shit oh, oh, oh shit <laughs> yeah so i for me i don't think it has a lot of replay value I don't know about replay value, but it's definitely, I would say maybe once every couple years, yeah. I might watch it again yeah. because it actually, it was a very interesting way to tell a story. Or if I'm trying to be impressive about how much I like film, I might show this to somebody who doesn't, who hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, like, you it, need to check this out. Look how interesting the story is. Something like that. It's, it's definitely a, a, movie. a thinker's movie. Like if you, you, I feel like you have to really be a thinker, um, somebody who analyzes stuff to really enjoy this movie, as well as a lot of of Christopher Nolan's movies, because they all make you think. You you have you can't just watch it like haphazardly. I'll be honest. When I first started watching, I was trying to do some schoolwork at the same time, and I realized got to put that to the side. Yeah, I got to put that to the side. You really have to devote your attention because if you miss a component, every it seems like almost every component of it is a key component, and if you miss something. You gonna be stuck. Yeah. So I especially like the scene um, where the girl Carrie Ann Moss mm-hmm. started calling them all types of fucking retards. Oh you know, yeah, and got them hyped language up. Alert. This is the language of the movie. Yeah. Oh, whatever. She called them. She. This was. What year was this? Two thousand. Two thousand. So anyway, she's she's piping them up to get him to punch her in the face and shit. She's like, you're not even gonna fucking remember this shit. Yeah, that was. Goes she literally walked outside for like in the ten car seconds for like thirty seconds and came back. <laughs> and then he's he was, trying to write it down. Can't find. Can't a pen. find a pen. Yeah, it's like being at my house. <laughs> you notice she took all the pens before she did that. When she walked, when she first oh, came she in, pens? she went oh, behind the counter, that. took all the oh, pens out the jump, put it in her bag, and then triggered the scene. And then she went out to the car, came back. That's why he couldn't find out that it was a oh shit moment. I was like, oh shit, she took the. That's pens. awesome, but yeah. that's crazy, right? That's crazy. And then come she, he hears the car door open, and and it threw blank. him off. Just that little bit of distraction, he lost it. And he's he, like, what happened to you? And literally, he, he just punched her, but he had no idea. And but it's but what I like about the storytelling is you got to see that scene from from that, that point, point from where, that point. And he was like, "Yo, what?" We happened? saw him scrambling for a pen, and then her walk in, and they started the scene there. Yeah, and and he was like, "What happened?" Like, but then he backs it up further to show you what happened. And then we see what the movie is like, a constant reveal of information, which is cool because it has to be how the main character right, had, lives right, his life. Right. Now. 
Right. So I thought that was interesting. One thing I loved about the thing, or the movie, is that everybody always brought this up to him, and he even said it himself while he was um, talking about, you know, just living life while he was monologuing in the uh, hotel room mm-hmm. when he was tattooing himself on the leg. Right. He was like, I don't know how long it's been. I have no concept of time. Because that's wow. a short-term memory. Yeah. I think time is a short-term memory. Like, you know it's tomorrow because you lived yesterday. Yeah. But you, if every day is, if every moment in your memory is only just 15 new. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Every time you wake up that 15 minutes before has been gone, what, what, when is it? It must suck to be a goldfish. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy you say that because when I think about the movie and especially the ending, when Joe Pantoliano. Oh, we're spoiling this. You can. Yeah, yeah, this is. I, I figured it's 20 years, years old. We can spoil it. So when he's talking to him about, you know, what went down when he killed the boy, the boy Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, and he thinks that he finally got his wife's killer. And uh, Teddy, uh, whose real name was John, I believe, but Joe John Pantoliano. Yeah. yeah, John G. Joe Pantoliano's character, um, <clears throat> he explains to him. He says to him, he's like, we found your wife's killer a year ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. And yeah. now he's just using him and to. He, he said, I, knew he said, you, I yeah. thought you would remember. You I know? let you but kill he, him. Yeah. Look how happy you were in this picture. Yeah. And so, but now it's, it makes you think like, now he's using him to just kill off a totally different was it person. Him using him? No, he. Or was he, he was trying to protect him from getting caught up. In, with the people in the restaurant. That's the crazy thing. It's because so many different Carrie angles. Ann knew about him. Right. Her boyfriend. Right. The boy was locked in the closet. Mm-hmm. And the boy who came in the suit, he also knew about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if I think John G. was using them, but just to kill kill bad guys. Yeah, well, I think he was exactly. just letting them kill bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah. Set, he was set up some, another uh, puzzle for him to solve, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just let them kill the bad guys. What I do love... Is the whole thing about he had that name on his hand and he always telling a story about the guy, uh, and Sammy. He, Sammy, and he said, uh, you know, the whole movie he was monologuing about telling the story on the phone. With oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, then Joe was telling him like, Sammy what? doesn't exist. That was you, nah, nigga. You, you Sammy, uh, your wife <laughs> had diabetes. Like you, and I was like, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> but wow. I, I also love when you think a character is the bad guy the whole time and turns out that he's not. Yes. He's really trying to help Teddy you. Teddy was not. Because when we first saw the back of the picture, it said, don't, it said, trust, don't his trust his lies. But then we didn't find out until the very end, which was the beginning, as to why that was right on the front. Which was awesome. And he was trying to save him. Every time we saw him encounter with him, yep. he was trying to save him. Yep. So, Memento came out in 2000. Oh, written written and uh, directed, directed by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan and his brother. And his brother. Jonathan, Jonathan Nolan. Nolan is his brother. So... He's, as you're going to see, this is all the original theme, works they share together. Yeah. Another thing about um, Chris Nolan is him and his wife have a production company. Syncope. 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 Yeah. Which was awesome. Most of his movies are uh, produced by Syncope now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, yeah. let's make all the fucking yeah. money. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to write it, produce it, direct it. <laughs> you know what? My company's going to put it I think I'll star in it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I feel like it holds up. I feel like anybody who never seen um, Memento oh, no. would really thoroughly enjoy it if they paid attention and watched it and appreciated the nonlinear storytelling. Yeah. And if you're gonna like any Christopher Nolan movie, uh, besides the Batman series uh, trilogy, but most of his movies run nonlinear. Yes. 
Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I definitely think it holds up. I would give it probably a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I'd give it a four out of five. Absolutely. It was, it was a good. I, four and a half is a little high. I just, maybe for me, because nonlinear, as exciting as it is, it wasn't, I'm an action guy. I'm an action guy. And so there was a lack of action. When you can put, well, as we've seen, Christopher Nolan knows how to put action mm-hmm. with nonlinear storytelling. Mm-hmm. And those are some of my favorite. But the, the action piece for me was missing from it. So, I, I mean, you know. I understood. I, I mean, that's just a part of personal taste. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, the suspense I, I was there the whole time. I'm a big fan of movies that make me think. So oh, absolutely. There doesn't absolutely. have to be a lot of action happening, but creating something to make me follow and want to be and be interested in without yeah. the action, I think is important as well. Cause some people are action junkies. You know what I mean? They love, it's like a fucking, what's the bull? Burkheimer. Yeah. Jerry Burkheimer. movie. I mean, Transformer movies. Whatever. Oh, Michael Bay. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay's fucking Blow, explosion. I call him blow him up Bay. Cause yeah. all he do is explosions. <laughs> so, and people love that shit. Like don't get, people yes. fucking love that shit, but there's no substance to those movies. They no. don't last. And I, I, to no your substance. point, like, Okay, going on Michael Bay just for a little bit. So the first Transformers movie came out. It was big because there was a humongous gap between when the cartoon came out and what eighty. Yeah, it's one of the 89. first bring back a comic. So book we're like cartoon movies. Oh shit! Yeah. Here comes Transformers. So we bypassed that. Right. We saw the second one. I can't lie. Revenge of the Fallen is my favorite. Okay. Um, there was there was a. I a think better it was the racist line. cars that you liked the most. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, do I do like the I do like the import the import versus American battle type thing that they did at the bat in the beginning where they had the Cadillac John destroy the Audi Audi R8, but that's another star sabi. Once you left that, the next one, Dark of the Moon, was trash, and it just fell because you're tired of the explosions. There's nothing of substance to go with it mm-hmm. to your body. By the third movie, you were like, okay, Michael Bay, what else you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he was like Bigger explosions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's all his pictures. I did like the, uh, the Mercedes though. The Mercedes Bird. Oh was yeah, assassinating everybody. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was yeah. pretty cool. But was the Mercedes the no Mercedes the was Soundwave. Yeah, yeah, it was Soundwave. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that you know, but SLS was crazy. I do think Memento holds up in the twenty year. The and I think because there was no special effects, because there was no action, is that that's what make it hold makes yeah, it hold up. There's nothing you for you to look at and go. Ooh. Twenty years ago, what were they doing for big explosions? Like how cool were they? How big could they go? Twenty years ago, Did yeah, they, they were the same twenty years ago. They were actually exploding stuff all the right. time. Yeah, I, I think it adds value to the fact. that... No, oh, you're right. You're right about actually exploding stuff. Mm-hmm. But that makes me think about. Uh, who are we doing this thing on? Christopher Michael, Nolan. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> he uses very little green screen. Yeah. Which I thought was fucking nah, awesome. Doesn't. You he can tell. Yeah. <laughs> which I he thought was awesome. He well. likes making sets, big sets. I love it. I love it. Memento, Ted, you think it holds up? I think it holds up. Reese? I think it's good. Okay. Um, It, it, takes, a, it takes unique individuals to understand it. Um, Not everybody will get it. Okay. But when you when you watch it now and having seen all the Christopher Nolan movies, um, you you can understand a little easier. Okay. So it's good. I fuck with it. I fuck with one of my favorite movies. Made me like Guy Pierce. Uh we definitely recommend it. Memento, you can find it on uh 
I don't know where you can find it. It's on it's on Pluto. It's on it's on Voodoo. I found it on Voodoo. Oh, I rented it. Okay. Um, it's you rented it? I did. Okay. Um, the reason it's not also, into the. You gotta start hitting us up, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, not nah, that's it. It's so, also <laughs> on Amazon Prime Video. For rent, for rent. Um, you can rent it without the commercials, or okay. you can deal with the ads. The ads okay. are annoying. Okay. Again, just hit us up, bro. Roger. Seriously, test um, the time. I think Memento, it holds up. Twenty I'm, years ago. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So, keeping in the theme of Michael Bay, we're not in Michael Bay. Christmas <laughs> no, <Nolan. laughs> My bad for that. <laughs> keeping in the theme of Christopher Nolan, we're going to talk about. I want to pause you one sec, real quick. The whole time I kept thinking this Jonah is like another movie I remember, and more like this, they have it up here. Fight Club. Uh-huh. Memento reminds me a little bit of Fight Club, just in the the way that is like kind of different. Okay. And like the prolific storytelling of the. Of no, the absolutely. It's definitely. First of all, Fight Club is one of my favorite. It's all-time. an awesome movie. That was a awesome, awesome movie, and especially the the twist at the end. I, I hate to call it a twist, but just the reveal at the end. Yeah. When you find out what's going on with Ed Norton and Brad Pitt, it's just like holy shit. Yeah. I'm really? This this one of those movies that I read the book for as well, mm-hmm. and they're equally good to me. Mm-hmm. Like the twist, like the book has a different mm-hmm. ending. But the movie's ending is just as good. Like, okay. it's not even... Like, normally, I'm that boy. They'd be like, well, the book was different, so it went better. Like, <laughs> right. this genre this was yeah, great the movie on did. both sides. I loved it. I love Fight Club. But yeah, I just... That was known at me the whole time, and I couldn't was, remember. Huh? What year did Fight Club come out? 99. Ooh. So we missed Around that. the same time. I know. It came out a year before, but... I mean, we could still... Yeah, if we, we bring it up. To. If we do a spotlight on one of those guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Life finds a way. Yes, it does. Christopher um, Nolan. Back to Chris Nolan. Okay. Where y'all want to go into next? Do y'all want to do just other movies he's done in a non-linear fashion? Yeah, let's do that because I feel like... Because we're also doing um, a trilogy special right. here as well. Because obviously he did all the Dark Knights. So I guess so, we're going to talk about Inception. Yeah, we about Inception to... would be the next one yeah. in his, in his uh, role. This was Once two... again, Inception is a movie... You cannot watch while trying to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to say this about Inception. This was my first real watch of Inception. Mm-hmm. And I love this movie. Inception, oh, was, Inception a great was great movie. These movies, this guy's won so many awards, it's kind of ridiculous. But most of his movies have Golden Globes or Academy Awards, period. And also, he has a supporting... I like to say Chris Nolan has a supporting cast of people because he brings them back. Yes, that's, that's another well, theme. That's another he brings theme. them back. When I saw when I watched Inception and I saw um oh shoot uh I should have wrote it down. Oh, so Jorson, Joseph Love Gordon, Gordon Love, Levin, Levin. Yeah. Um, um Tom Hardy of course. Yep. Um Michael Caine of course. Cillian Murphy people don't know. He he was in Inception he was, and he's Scarecrow. Yes, yes. yes that's like the, that's what I was looking for. He's in one of my favorite zombie movies of all time. 28 days days later. Okay. He was the original guy that woke up in the hospital and walked around with nobody before he met up with the the black chick from, with the beautiful, she was in the the Rampage movie. I can't remember her name. I can't either. So, (laughs) (laughs) but he's in a lot. And then he used Michael Caine. Obviously, we see Michael Caine make his, uh, I love Michael Caine. Oh, white guy. His accent is so great. He's a boss. He's like a low key. He runs everything, but he real low key about it. 
Yeah. I fuck with it. But so we were talking about Inception. So Inception. 2010. Inception was uh, written by Christopher Nolan, directed by Christopher Nolan. Yep. Another beautiful non-linear story. Yep. This was Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Do y'all fuck with Leo? I fuck with Leo. I fuck with Leo. Leo's been in some of my favorite movies. Leo has should have had at least two Oscars by now, I feel like. I got I a better... I think my daughter back in the day. And they just blackballed him from, from, from the Oscars. I got a better appreciation of Leo with... Um, with Inception, I mean, okay, okay, he was he was great in Titanic, but it, it is that your experience with Leo? <laughs> Titanic, Titanic, amongst other things, because he's done some things. Yeah, that he's done a lot. I, I don't, I don't take that was from in me. Django. He was in Django. Fucking Departed. The Departed you gotta was great. Love the Departed. Wolf Blood of Wall Diamonds. Street was my Come shit. On. So I'm I'm not saying he wasn't my I'm, from my experience. Jack though, he I did. Jack when I, I did when that because door. that was okay. that was my first experience of 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 Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. okay. So if you go back, so if we look at the movie <laughs> credits, so from ni- no 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 where you had his his various movies, so from '97 till about. 2008, I was a sheltered kid. Okay. So I didn't watch so a no lot of his. Yeah, no R okay. movies. Understood. Unless Understood. I had to sneak them. And if I was sneaking them, I was paying more attention to getting caught than the Understood. actual movie. Understood. But I definitely did see. But once again. Did you see The Departed, though? Um, I did not. So my first, next experience, my next experience of Leo was Inception. So I said, okay. Okay. Let's, then I saw Wolf of Wall Street and kept going. Let's see so, what happens after Titanic. <laughs> Django was good. Catch Me If You Can was good. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. The Aviator was good. Departed. The Departed. Diamonds. Body of Light. I've seen all of them. Shutter Island. Oh, man. (laughs) His resume is crazy. The Great Gatsby. I'm not a big fan of The Great Gatsby, but but he he was still good in it, though. I'm sure he was. was Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street was good. I did see that. The Revenant, which he won the uh, Oscar for. Uh, Did he get an Oscar for that? I think he should have got it purely off of the bear attack. That was a dope. I didn't see the Revenant. That was a dope fight. Listen, that was the movie a dope itself fight. is slow. It's it's a, a lot of emptiness. Yeah, I tried a few times. I just couldn't stay awake just for it. Watch the bear scene on YouTube, and that's, that's it. All you need. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> he fights a bear. Okay, like I would. No. Yes. No. Better than you would. <laughs> Lies. I am half a bear myself. Right. So he probably the bear probably just start making love to you. So Hope it's a female bear. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> so this movie's basic premise was stealing information through people's dreams. Yeah, and Leo was the best at it. It was like just the whole idea, like the way he slow walks you into the idea of Inception was great. Mm-hmm. Like because he starts you off in the in somebody else's mind, absolutely, absolutely, and like the idea of having security in your mind and all that. Like it was such. It's such a different idea than anything I was used to seeing. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. So it was really dope like to watch him do that. And again, another non-linear storytelling. This is a, a spoilers on this, this Inception. Come on. Most of these movies that we talk about today, except for the big, big finale movie, will be spoiled because they're over 10 years old. Yeah. Some of them. So this is another movie that started where it ended at. At the end. Or yeah. near where it ended at. Well. Like... The last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? think in this particular instance of nonlinear, it doesn't. It just doesn't mean nonlinear. Linear also means like on a, the time of the movie. You know what I mean? Time travels forward essentially. So what he did in this movie was he took time and he slowed it down. Yeah. And in a dream, one hour felt like a week, 
and the deeper you go into dreams, the longer the, the longer you the time. Feels. So in that instance, that's how the linear situation was set up in this one. Right. It was more so instead of going from he was going from start to finish this time, but he would be so deep in the the actual meat of the movie, like the real world was there were only small chunks of the real world. Yeah. Very short moments spent in the real world. I think out of what, two and a half hours of two movie, and a half hours, it might have been twenty five minutes of maybe, it was in the real world. Maybe. But they created this situation where people were so involved in having dreams. If you remember the scene where they went to the, the basement with the Indian yeah, boy yeah. and everybody was in there and they made a, a critical statement which stuck in my head. He was like, people come here to get awakened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, they, they live so deep in their dreams and their dreams have become reality to the mm-hmm. point where you have to go to a place to just be awakened so that mm-hmm. you don't right. rot and disintegrate in your own dream. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, but it also mirrored what his wife was going through. Remember, they had went so deep into their dreams that his wife, she put away her, right, her John. He helped with that though, as we all know. He, he's the. It was him that put her there. Yeah, Yeah. he's the reason she killed herself. Right, but she also got so caught up in a dream that that was her reality now. Right. Well, she did that purposely because initially she couldn't accept it. She was in the dream and she couldn't accept that that. It was a dream. I thought so she got tired of it. That's why she put her. Oh. She didn't get tired of being there. It was just hard for her to accept. They were so deep and gone for so long. It was hard for her to accept, knowing with her 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 item that this was just a dream, and that's why oh, she so she purposely it away forgot it to forget it, so that way she could function in that oh, okay. world. All right, that makes sense. And when he found that, he put a seed. Well, in her he mind. got tired of it. Uh, well, eventually he got tired of it because they lived to be old people. Right. He wanted to come back. He had to come back with his... Again, you know, the deeper you go, the more time... They probably was only asleep for a week. Yeah, but Or a was, couple days, hours or something. You they know was I mean? like six levels deep, But they deep, were though. super old when they, when they left. Yeah. When you saw the scene when they finally showed them with the old people's yeah. hands or whatever. But he did that purposely to her so she, she could come out. Because as she forgot, she forgot what was real. Yeah. So he put the thing in her mind that... To get her out, that this world isn't real. So let me just make sure you follow me. Mm-hmm. She put her thing in the safe so she could forget the top that the world wasn't real. Right. Where to she help was her at accept was it. real. To make her feel like it was real where they were at. Right. He put something in her mind to to remind her that it is not real, so they could leave there and go back to their children. Mm-hmm. But that bug he put in her mind, it grew. It so grew. once they got to the real world, she couldn't accept that. She couldn't accept that as the real world is the real world and wanted to go back to where she came from. Right. So she kept trying to wake up. She kept trying to wake up from a dream that they already woke up from. Right. Oh, so damn. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 it's crazy. Just look at how we're talking right now. Look at what he's making us think about. Yeah. Uh, the guy writes crazy stories. Like, he does. <laughs> I was, Watching this a second time, well, I've, I've watched it several times, but really sitting down and paying attention to it, there's so many things going on that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed everybody's acting in this. I loved uh, Joseph, Joseph Levitt was. Oh, he he brought the fantastic work. Co- co-starring Joseph. He brought the work. Yes, that. it's always that one ball to be like. <laughs> You sure? <laughs> I'm a rock with you, but you sure? <laughs> yeah, I really liked him in this. I really liked Ellen Page in this too. You know, I'm not a big fan of Ellen Page. 
at all. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I did like Ellen when she was in Hard Candy and she was being, the boy had kidnapped her to molest her or whatever, child pedophile or whatever, but then she twisted it on him and shit. Yeah. So Ellen Page, for those who don't know, she Juno was, was Juno. Funny. Yeah. Uh, she was Kitty Pride in X-Men. Yeah. Um, Inception, Hard Candy, like you just said. Umbrella Academy, too. She was Which I hate that shit, so. She was so the Joan that had no powers. Can I introduce a, a versus that I noticed in Inception in Memento as well as the other Christopher Nolan movies. You got the protagonist versus the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least from my perspective, I've noticed. Let's focus on Inception right now. So to me, uh Leonardo DiCaprio's character played both. The reason why is because he was essentially fighting himself he was fighting his own demons Mm -hmm. as it connected to his wife Mm -hmm. uh even in memento uh leo played by guy pierce was fighting his short-term memory loss that was a constant battle that he had so when you think of traditional movies there's usually two separate characters and even in Christopher Nolan's movies you may think initially that it's two separate characters. Memento when you first started you thought that Joe Panta Pantaleone Leon yeah I jacked it up. Oh, Captain Cypher. Yeah. Cypher. <laughs> you thought that he was going to be the antagonist in the mm-hmm. movie and then turns boom, out turns out he actually just trying to help him. Yeah. In Inception. There was no bad guy in Inception. Well, you would I think, think that um, was the Asian ball. Was the so <laughs> why once you why once you bad? watch it because he was trying. He was first of all, he was the reason why they kidnapped the billionaire. Yeah, went he to hired his him for a job. No, no, no. What was the job? To steal something from his memory. Okay, it's usually what the bad guy That's does. Bad no, guy type of, no, no, some type no. of stealing or some type of crime. All right, I need you to explain why it's not. He's not a bad guy. He literally said the reason he was breaking up, he wanted his, his company was going to become a monopoly and destroy all other little businesses. So he needed him to break up the business. Oh, okay. Well, so people can still thrive. For real. Okay. I, I think, I think we're looking at the difference between the bad guy and a bad guy. Okay. So when you look at the movie, although he's not, well, we realize oh, that he's guy. not a bad guy, nor is he the bad guy. But initially, as the movie starts, when the movie starts out, he is perceived as yes, the I'm, bad guy. But I'm basically guy. going off of what you said. I'm agreeing with you in the fact that our bad guy this time is not a bad guy. Is Leo? He's the and, and that was that was it, that's okay. what you're saying. So yeah, the so the good and the his bad hunger, guy. His hungers for. Trying to get back to his family while putting everyone in danger, yeah, into the point where if you die, they couldn't even kill him. Like, let's get him out of his misery. Oh, we can't kill him because uh, if you die, you're not Ooh, gonna wake up. He's yeah. like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> he said, wait, <laughs> so you brought us in this with this, and you didn't even tell us? Yep. He so, had so many. Yeah. So he and he was keeping secrets from his team. Yeah. Like uh, Ellen Page's character was the one who, who found who, out. Who found out. Was, yeah. She like hold up. She said it. She was like, Come are on, you <laughs> are you going to tell these people because like. You you about to fuck us up. Yeah. He like, chill, Dredd. I got it. But, and then, even, even, but then she was like, either she was like, well, I'm going because either somebody has to go who knows what's happening. Or you, you got to gotta tell homie. You got to tell somebody what's <laughs> you going on. Tell, 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 yeah, tell, tell Arthur. Yeah, let yeah, him know. Yeah. Like, you you fucked up. He like, was like, you know what? We need one more seat. We need one more seat on the plane. <laughs> but I liked it because. He was like, I just bought the airline. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yo, he, he did that so smooth. The first, he was like, well, you know, we got to buy out. He was just like, um. 
I bought the plane. I felt that. I was, bought the airline. So I, I guess we're. Yeah. Be fine. I thought that'd be a little easier. <laughs> that'd probably be the easiest way to do it. Let me just throw this cash. All right. That was crazy. But like, the concept of time in this movie was so interesting because in the real world they had ten hours to pull this feed off. Mm-hmm. One flight. One flight from I think Australia Sydney to, Sydney to, to uh, America. Sydney LA. to LA. So they had ten hours to pull this off. So you're going into the dream, and you got more time in the dream. I think mm-hmm. it was like uh, they had a week. They, they had, had a week, week the first, first time, yeah. and then the second level they had like a couple months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or something like that. Or it was I forget how it happened, but the concept of time was so interesting in this movie, just because like the deeper you go, the more time you get. So I remember I hadn't watched this movie. F- I haven't watched this movie. So my first introduction to Inception was from Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. When they did okay. the Inception episode yeah, yeah. and they kept going deeper and deeper into dreams and they claim they did it better than Christopher Nolan. I got to watch the episode to see if it <laughs> see if it holds up. But <laughs> You but, don't know me. <laughs> so they kept going uh, deeper and deeper into dreams or whatever. And um, because like scenarios kept happening and they play, I mean, they did a, a wonderful <laughs> parody on, of it. Come on. They did a wonderful parody. parody of it. But having going back and watching the source material, I understand how prolific it was now. Like watching them, like, cause when they got all the way to the, the, uh, the third level of the dream and like shit was going down and like, they was like, Oh shit, that was the sign. We needed to be done by mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't, there's there, we're not done. And we got to go get this bull out of a deeper level now. He's like, oh, well, how are we going to get back? He's like, well, we'll have time when we go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> to, piggy, to piggyback off your concept of time, if you realize, as they was going through the dream, so on one level, they on this flight. Right. Remember when the van fell off the bridge? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that fell that for, fell the last for like hour hour. Yeah. <laughs> It on. fell, but they was in there battling it out. Yep. Uh, they he lost gravity. Yeah, lost. He, yeah. So that, that in the no second, in the second oh, level, man. he had time to wrap them up, fight a couple of balls in zero gravity, yep. move them to the in the third level. They in there having an all they out battle war. royale on the mountain. Buggies. Yeah, come on, come Tom on. Hardy's aim. Is Yo, he was official. Impeccable. He was official. He threw, he threw the bomb to the ball and he caught it. He's like. <laughs> Blew the whole shit up. Bro, they had better bullet retention than, than John Wick. Like, it was wonderful. And everything was, you know, one shot. Bow, bow, bow. That's well, like, it's a dream, dog. You I know. That's, that's pow, pow. Remember the part, speaking of which, remember the part where they were shooting out of the uh, the warehouse? And like, somebody came. He was like, you got bigger. Bigger cannon came up with the, with the <laughs> with grenade, the grenade launcher. launcher on <laughs> that's, that's one thing I really loved about this movie. Um, also, everything, nothing went as planned. Nothing. From Literally, the start, when they came into the dream, when they went into the first level, there was a he train had security. In the middle. He had they were they did not know about the security. They had yeah, which oh, really but the, fucked them because they had a week on that first level to establish a relationship with the boy pop with the boy uncle. But cause he, did, he didn't do enough up. research. He knew that he was going his his. Um, he didn't know the boy had security. Right. His uh, self conscious was going to be a little. A little uh, militant, a little militant, but they didn't, <laughs> he didn't know to that degree because he said that because he was like, "You didn't do research." He was like, "I did, but I didn't have time to go that deep." So he right. knew it, but it it was more intense, which explains a lot. The shit worked perfect though. Like, yeah, they, they they spun it great. Now, what I I remember, you always talk about uh, a thing with movies for you is like when they don't have enough peril. Mm-hmm. Immediately in that first dream, mm-hmm. when they went into the the billionaire's dream, immediately. Like, when shit started going wrong, and you knew, based on the amount of attention they attracted, and the one bull just had to drive the van and avoid being killed the whole time, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. There's <laughs> no way. They're supposed to be driving. Like, there's no way. 
Yeah. The peril was so real. It was almost instant. The peril was And I couldn't I was I was enthralled. Like not not only that, but I'm super interested in stuff like like the whole time warp and dream. Mm-hmm. Like that's that tickles my fancy. I like so, when a movie tries to be too smart and I can figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't even think this was trying to be too smart because they the concept wasn't difficult to understand. It's just what they were doing was a difficult thing they were trying to do. This is the problem a lot of people have, right? A lot of people have a problem accepting the movie world, accepting their universe. Oh, well. People have a problem doing that. Inception got a lot of negative reviews saying that you just can't make a movie too smart for people to understand it, so they'll say it's good. But the reality is, if if you accept that what they're doing can happen, yeah, then you'll have a better understanding of it. And that's and that's always something that we've we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. especially on the podcast. Like you gotta suspend your disbelief. You right. gotta accept the world that you're given. You have to. Yeah. There's no other why would you watch a how am I watching movies about superheroes? Superheroes don't really exist. Yeah. You've accepted that in this universe, superheroes exist. Exists. Exactly. So exactly. whatever so they do from here on out that you would that never are unbelievable. see unbelievable. They're, that don't make sense, nonsensical, because in that universe, that's, that is sense. That is reality. That's what makes that's sense. Right. But I, I think the other part of that, too, and something that's always been argued, is the concept. So you think about superheroes. You think about situations where ta- time is always of interest to everybody because nobody really understands how time works. Time is relevant. Uh, is, relative. Is, is relative, excuse me. Relative to your environment and where you are. Um, so that intrigues people, but to the point of like super flash forward to, to the <laughs> point of, Instead of a flashback, a flash forward, keep it. It'll come. A back. lot of things about superheroes. It comes from an idea. It comes from something that holds some type of, of real substance. Um, I think just diverting a little bit. Um, Stan Lee did a series of that, that, um, reflected on real life superheroes. You hear stories about, you know, if a, a, a woman's child is, is pinned under a bus, mm-hmm. she gets this power beyond what's normal to lift that bus mm-hmm. to save her child or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, or people have deja vu where it's almost like a, a mental time travel where you saw this was about to happen. Um, I think those ideas, when put into a film or even a book or whatever, really pique people's interest and make them want to know about it because they want to they want to feel to your point like it's real you know Mm -hmm. oh we can we there's gotta be a way we can we can do this even with the other movie we're gonna talk about later Mm -hmm. um um interstellar thank you interstellar both of these old men have uh pen and paper i don't even know what that is i have pen paper and an ipad yes i don't say an ipad so he pen oh and paper God. you heard him flip the page i did flip the page i'm leaving I take notes i, I was instructed paper. I'm old. Yeah. i was instructed to take notes and it worked in in this case because had i not taken notes i'd have been stuck right. so um dang i lost my point that fast i got what you were saying i got what you were saying okay and that's why some people it's, it's easy for them to accept certain movies because deep down they believe that Right to be true, but that applies to not only superhero movies. Right, you have to apply it everywhere. Everywhere, you can't just accept certain movies just because you believe them. Like in this world, in this universe, they can can go in your go into your dreams and And steal information. Go into your dreams, dream, (laughs) and then go into your dreams, dream, dream. And I'm not going to do it again. But that's what you have to accept. Like you have to accept the the movie world that you're in, and people have a hard time doing that. And I don't I don't understand why. But another interesting point. 
that I wanted to make was you also have to set your universe up to be acceptable. Mm -hmm. So Christopher Nolan does a great job of that. Like in Inception, this is what's acceptable. Mm -hmm. And Dark Knight, this is what's acceptable. Right. Right. And a movie that does a poor job of that, which you will obviously agree with me here, is the Fast and the Furious franchise, which started out one way and then pivoted hard to borderline superhero behavior, (laughs) which I love. Because I'm just rolling with the punches. I know it does. I'm just rolling with the punches. I'm accepting the rewrites of the rules as they happen, and I'm I'm okay with it. They're rewriting rules mid picture. Yeah, mid picture. Yeah. I mean, I can understand Toretto being a good racer, right? And a bully to to such. Yeah, absolutely. He beat the bull almost to death with a wrench. With a wrench. Come on. That's and I like the rock because he killed Wayne Johnson because he killed his father. I mean, no. it was rage there. Yeah, yeah it was rage there. Rage. Okay, it was very. And I think that's important. I the, love the reason the, why he almost no, no, beat no. a person to. I'm not to death. I, the re, I wasn't concerned about. It the wasn't reasoning. just GP. Was, it was no, 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 no. no I wasn't concerned not, about the reasoning. It was just the feat of the movie. Was like that was the feat in the movie was that he beat a dude almost to death. I also love the fact that they had race cars in it and yes, souping up cars and yes. things of that nature. Fantastic. And they tried, I guess, to keep it going in two. Too fast, too furious. With Luda. And Tyrese. <laughs> but cuz. <laughs> as they progress, they got this grand idea to make them like spies almost. I don't know. They're like pseudo spy like soldier. The introduction to Hobbes. I like Hobbes. It's, yep. like a, it's like a makeshift Justice League. Like they came together to to fight to fight crime. (laughs) Yikes! But at one point they're in Dubai driving a car from building to building. Yep. No parachute. Just super speed. Oh, I did. They're parachuting cars too. They're jumping out of from a plane in vehicles, hoping to land on a road. I guess on a road somewhere that wrapped around a mountain. So that was underneath the sea. Slingshot something one time like. I'm sure he put a hook on a chopper from a parking garage as it was uh, collapsing. He, no, he threw a bag of um oh, grenades, of grenades okay. and shot it. Yeah, but they but hold on to your point. They did take down a humongous military plane with two grappling hooks and some cars, right? Some cars, a caravan, yeah. and a caravan. Oh, let's not forget that the Rock uh-huh. took a submarine. <laughs> yes. And pushed it out the way. He took the missile and he grabbed it and and pushed and it to the redirected side. Redirected it. Okay, I just want to make sure. He also ripped a Gatling a Gatling gun off a truck and shot down a, a helicopter. Time, time, time out. Time out. I'm not gonna let you sully that one. Arnold Schwarzenegger did it too. So fuck y'all. Okay? We're talking about the strongest man in the world. Okay, who is now the Rock? So, what's your <laughs> argument? What's your argument? So I'm just saying the the Fast and Furious universe. It is got not ridiculous. Believable. It got ridiculous, way. and it, it didn't. It's not it. It's not adhering to the original rules that it right, set up, right. which is which is the point I was trying I to could, make. Right. I could see that. Yep, that's the only point I was trying to make. Now, and let me say this: I, I like I'll, I'll watch the next one, Fast and Furious, yes. but only because it's I want to hate it so much. I know. We're going to argue so much because <laughs> I love it. I, I live for this shit. Though. But um, back to Inception. This movie came out in what 2012, 2010. Uh, I think it got an Oscar, Golden Globes. Christopher Nolan few. wrote and directed it. Um, got a few it had awards. All star cast. If you haven't seen it, it's on Prime for free. Um, also, it's on Voodoo. 
Oh, it's on Voodoo as well. Reese Scoring. likes to. He has Voodoo apparently. I, I I've never downloaded it, but they do got 4K on there, right? Yeah, Voodoo. Mm-hmm. So. Please check it out, man. If you haven't watched it, or if yeah, you did Inception watch it back then movie. and you didn't kind of get it or understand it, watch it take again. a second look. I promise you. Yes, it has some confusing things, but just apply them to the information that they're giving you and you'll be fine. Don't try to apply them to the real world because it's impossible. Mm-mm. Another thing that I really loved about this movie was how it ended. Oh, with not even telling you if it was real well, or whether not. it was real or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when he was spinning the top it. and you were trying to decide like it was about to fall. It was about it to did, fall. But yeah. you don't know you for don't sure. Know. Yeah. So, but he did his his kids did turn around. You saw their faces for yeah. the first time. So I like to use that to believe that he was home. Could have been, but I or, don't know. He, but he remember the whole movie. He was struggling with his subconscious. That could have just been another thing. His wife, was. his subconscious, his 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 guilt about his wife was mm-hmm. so great oh, was, that they had to. They couldn't even tell him the architecture of the world because she would come in and, out of his own subconscious <laughs> and wreck everything. Yes, yeah, bro. She and popped she in. She popped into the third level of their dream and popped the the baby. Shot the ball. Yeah. Shot the yeah. ball. Yeah. And he couldn't shoot her. He couldn't. He couldn't shoot her. But then even with that, like. In the first level, I'm sure she's the one that sent the train. <laughs> I kind of geeked out when the train. Remember came down when the I know you did? Oh, I was like, oh uh, snap! A resident is train that a P seventeen twenty three? No, it was it's a G thirty five GPH. Was that in that stuff? Yes, it was. Yeah, and it and it was realistic because after the train passed, it left the grooves where the real where the, the frog track should have been. Yeah. Inception 2010, please check it out. Another Christopher, I'll call him Christopher Nolan classics because yeah, he, he's made nothing that I didn't think was. Fantastic. Oh, one thing I want to point out about oh, Chris Nolan Oscars is yeah, that he, he, he Chris numbers Nolan with does that not one. know how to make a short film at all. Oh no, his movies average about two, two ten, two two and a half. Two. Oh, I was shocked. Them. I was shocked when I saw Memento Counter at one fifty eight. I was like, whoa! And that came out twenty years ago. Yeah, no, right? The they wasn't making twenty that. years ago. It wasn't even like. That wasn't what they was doing. Oh, which one is his longest? Is it the Dark Knight? I think Interstellar might or be Interst- Interstellar was almost three. Yeah, that was like two fucking fifty eight. There's a lot of movies that are out here that are can be two and a half, three hours long, and his movies keep you thinking for a solid three hours. Yeah, like you don't you don't get bored. You don't get like you don't want to walk away. It's it's three hours of just like. A good movie. Oh shit! And oh. it's crazy because they was given Endgame so much trouble when it came out for being what three hours and two minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. But like Nolan been putting out two hour and forty five minute movies for years. Mm-hmm. And what's another fifteen minutes that we're not going to watch because it's cre- well, I guess it's Marvel, so we're going to watch for the credits. Yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now. Nah, I really fucked with uh, Inception. Inception was great. We'll take Inception and we'll skip over some movies and go straight into Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Uh, can right? I can I start this one off? Please, please do. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I am a nerd. Okay, I love space and sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. This right there was with you. right there with you. Good, right good. Right I love this movie. I think when I got finished, I think I texted you, bro, immediately mm-hmm. and was like, "Yo, this movie was awesome." And I don't say awesome a lot. Or amazing, but this movie was awesome. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was the story was so good, like it had peril immediately. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it did everything I needed to do as a movie. I love this movie so much. It was it was grand as hell. Like I loved it. I'm a fan of Matthew McConaughey uh, to an extent, but 
for this, I love sci-fi. I'm a sci-fi junkie. I've been watching it for years. Oh, hold up. Let's uh, let's see who let's, was, see who was in this. Well, the cast is kind of mixed up. They got on there, but who, I, I pointed out Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey is the leading star. John Lithgow, who I John love. Lithgow, who we all know from uh, a lot of stuff. Of course, you got Michael Caine in the cut. Uh, yeah, Michael Michael Caine, was the scientist boy, Anne Hathaway. Oh, and let's not y'all probably didn't know, but the boy Timothy. Um, Shamlet, uh-huh. his son, the younger version of his son, uh-huh. is the guy that's going to be in Dune, the new protagonist oh. from Dune. Okay. Yes. And he was in this movie on Netflix or this series called The King, which was really good. Super dark. I wouldn't say it's along the lines of Game of Thrones, but it's in that era with knights and stuff like that. And he, mm-hmm. he inherited the kingdom and he really didn't want it. And it's just good to see. He was young. It was actually by one of the famous knights. I don't know. I can't remember his name at the top of my head. But it was good. But let's not forget these people that he brought back. Anne Hathaway. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. These people show up in Michael Caine. And, I mean, uh, and uh, Michael. What the fuck is this guy's name? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan movies over and over again. Do we I just got get Michael Bay like, stuck in your head? Because <laughs> yeah. you really about to call Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. I, I love this. This was... Oh, boobs. This was a... Uh, there was boobs on the screen. Sorry. Cool. Um, this movie was... It was very interesting. The concept of it was super interesting. Obviously, it's it's a look at the not-too-distant future. I, I think they call this like a dystopian future type of... Uh, uh, okay. Type of movie. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of dystopian futures. I, I hate any future... There's movies like... Uh, I hate a dystopian future book... And movie. Like, I'm not a fan. Okay, of like the Maze Runner or something like that. Yeah, end of the world type shit. Well, man. this was like a pre-apocalyptic? No, the world was, I mean, yes. The, the, the world, world was, was ending. Coming the to an end. was ending. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's part but of it. But you don't like the, the post-apocalyptic type. Is it post? Post is when you the don't world like, has ended and they're trying yeah. to, and they're living yeah. on I don't like post. Ending. I don't like okay. post-apocalyptic. And what'd but, you say? You said pre? Yeah, this was pre-apocalyptic. Yeah. Miss Sergio. Before we go deeper into that, I just want to point out one more actress, Jessica Chastain. She okay. was the older Murph, mm. and she played in. She was in a Dark Phoenix, the horrible X Men movie. She was the bad guy, right there. Yeah. She also played in Molly's Game and Mrs. Sloan. And if you didn't see those two movies, they're really good. Where as a female um, protagonist, mm-hmm. and she gets over on these on, on nut ass men, and I like <laughs> the way she looks too. I mean, <laughs> oh, Topher Grace made a cameo in this yeah. jaw. Yeah. Matt Damon was in this jaw. Oh, oh yes, right. Matt a, Damon was a he was nut a ass. savage. He was yeah. a nut ass boy. <laughs> Damn, I hated him, y'all. I'm tired of this shit. I'm Yo, so I I love this movie because it was something that's very plausible. The world's ending. Um, the planet can no longer sustain humans because we fucked it up. So now we're looking to the stars to try and figure out how to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been like a, a, a running theme of a lot of shows I watch, like uh, Doctor Who. So watching the human race try and branch out, branch out amongst the stars to survive. So, <laughs> so watching that happen or whatever. So the the whole idea is that something helped them out by putting a wormhole near Saturn. Right. So they're able to go, they explore and see that there are uh, worlds that have potential to support human life in it. But we don't have the resources to visit all the worlds, so they're going to put all their eggs in one basket and go to one world that has three potential planets. So that was the whole idea of it or whatever. And so um, they're communicating with these otherworldly beings through gravity, and they're trying to figure gravity out the whole time. 
So. so the whole thing about the movie is the only thing that can travel through time is gravity. Yeah. Gravity travels through time essentially because, you know, it's always here. So then somehow they got information. They got the black hole. And somehow uh, Matthew McConaughey found his way to NASA, which well, he got a, supposed to He exist. got a message through gravity. Yes, he got a message. Oh, in this world, gravity. there's like there's dust storms all the time. So when the dust storm came, it was falling irregularly, mm-hmm. and so it created a message for him, and he deciphered right, it. Right, whatever, whatever. So what was it? it wasn't it wasn't Morse code? It was uh, it was a binary. Way to communicate it was binary. Computers compete. Yeah, computers communicate. Yeah, binary code. So he figured it out. He ended up at because they had dissolved NASA in mm-hmm. in order to save money because it was unimportant. I thought the robot was one of the funniest characters. Oh, the yeah, robot it was, was hilarious. Funny, yeah. right? <laughs> to I the thought, point he was he was. He was programmed so well that they had to they had features to turn down to his sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I like how they interacted with it too. Like he was like, "What's your uh, sense of humor there?" At? He's like about seventy five. So you're going to take on take that on down to sixty. <laughs> He's, and then he said something. He started like, down like, like a bomb, like self detonation in ten. So you want to go to? Yeah. <laughs> he stopped. All right, got you. Yeah, I got was, you. It was dope. Yeah, so that was that was funny. I like how they made the robot like so. Human and personable. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Even that was though it actually, didn't look like that was the military. Yeah, they used those robots to fight in wars instead oh. of people. That's how that's how advanced they were. That that used to be the military. Okay, this might sound like a real crazy thing, but I I enjoyed the the geometry aspect of the robot. Like it could change into damn near anything. Mm-hmm. Like it started as a flat plane, and then when they were on the first the first planet. And it went to go rescue Shorty out the water. Like it literally started rotating, pulled out arms, and started running back with her in its arms. Mm-hmm. It transformed into yeah. almost any shape I that you say needed any to shape, be. But, but I'm saying it was in a position where it could manipulate things like that. Like absolutely, it was, it was I kind of like, like that, mm-hmm. like a Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Yes, but those four bars turned into yeah. But they could operate, you know, almost independently. Yeah. And it was very interesting. I like I, that. That's oh, one I of the things that. that stuck out to me. That. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. But like the movie was beautiful. Like when they went to that first planet with the water. Yeah. the bad. The, and then like you would see like this big ass wave. They thought it was They thought it was mountains. Yeah. Yeah. They thought it was mountains. Yeah. And Matthew was like, no, that B, that's a wave. He's like, all right, all right. That ain't mountains. <laughs> and so that was my terrible Matthew McConaughey. That was horrible. I, I didn't prep. It's been a lot. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. So. So then the fucking big ass wave come and oh my god they lost so much time. Again, time is super relative here. Well, because because of where their relationship because they were so close hole. to the black hole, um, it distorts it time. Gravity. And One hour was seven years. Yeah, so they yep. lost decades. Well, yeah, they was down there for twenty seven years. Twenty three yeah, years. One hour months and some years other time, right? Seven. Seven years. Yeah. He okay. came in with the throw on like. I've been chilling for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Dark, well, why didn't you go to sleep? Bro? I had some he dark said, moments. A couple times for a minute, but twenty three years you sat on that joint by yourself. One of the people stayed in the ship to monitor gravity while they went down to the planet because they knew how long it was going to take. Right. They lost somebody down there because Anne Hathaway had to get that fucking recorder thing, which she didn't even get, and the boy got killed. Yeah. In the wave, in the tidal wave, and it. It, it, it washed out the engines and it just took so long to get the water out the engines and it only took them like two hours down there two and a half hours yeah. it was down there but it turned out to be 23 time, years yeah. in but our time one of the things that I really liked about it was um, they was like but her beacon is still giving out like good mm-hmm. good uh, 
Like, oh yeah, they said she probably just crashed. She probably yeah. just crashed and died just based on an hour ago. Time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like I love stuff like that. Like, don't tell me about a time bending movie because I'm there for it. <laughs> like, I fucking loved it. You know what's crazy though? Contrary to a lot to his his theme up until then, this movie started out pretty linear. Until uh, you got extent. to, I, I don't think it ever direct de- deviated from being linear. I just think they answered some questions that we didn't we didn't know. Right. We it explained some things, so it did go back. Right. It did so go back. It, it, right. It, but it, it went back at the end. Yes. So that was cool. Yeah, that it was started really cool. going forward. Then by going but, backwards, it still continued to go. Yeah, forward. Yeah, but from our from our perspective as movie mm-hmm, watchers, mm-hmm. it was still linear. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't for the characters in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Which was, was I, I agree with. And it. that, ladies and gentlemen. Is the pocket? I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was very interesting. Like again, I love space and time manipulation and all that kind of stuff. Different different worlds and all that. Like that second world they went to with the ice, mm-hmm. it was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. And then when you find out, and then you see Matt Damon, who I Ooh, wasn't expecting to be in this. He fucking from the beginning is lying about the whole shit. Oh no, yeah, no. There's a whole there's a meadow with cows and dairy, like. They was like, "Oh, bet we gonna go check they that joint out." And shit. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, he's like, "I'm gonna steal their ship and, and then steal <laughs> their mothership." He wasn't. Again, are we doing the bad guy versus? Bad guys, right? <laughs> what was what was Matt Damon trying to do? He's Survive. trying to go the fuck home. No, he wasn't trying to just go home. He absolutely was not. What was his Matt goal? Matt Damon was trying to get to the next planet. Matthew McConaughey was taking the ship to go home. But Matt That's Damon right. wanted to take That's the ship right. to the next planet to because he Matt Damon already wrote off the people on the planet. He already knew that it was never a plan B. Right. It was only about plan A. But he yeah, well yeah, they knew that already. So they was just trying to find a, a habitable planet to start hatching right, eggs. Right. Mm-hmm. I all right, that makes sense to me now. Because I didn't understand I was like, damn, he really just Okay. Like, where was he going to go? If the, if the world was dying, he wasn't stealing the ship to go that back makes sense. to Earth. That makes you know a lot I mean? of sense now. But he knew after he told them, after they found out about there was really no plan B, right. and Matt was like, I'm going to fuck home. I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. I, I got to go see my kids before this shit is over. Like, I yeah. got to go back. And it was crazy. It's crazy because his daughter was so mad at him her entire life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, mm-hmm. like, that last, the last message he got from her was like, so oh, the only message you got from her Ever. Mm-hmm. was like, "So you said you'd be back by the time I'm your age, and I'm your age now, and Where you're not you back yet." So I guess that was a lie too. Like she was so mad at him her whole life, and then she had to give another message to the girl because her pop had died, mm-hmm. Michael Caine had died, mm-hmm. and he had been working on a gravity of formula lied, forever, right. he except he wasn't ago, yeah. really trying to work on it. Um, so they knew he he she already knew she found out that there was no plan. B. Mm-hmm. It was only to send the eggs out to have them incubated on another planet. That was the only Real mission. Plan, yeah. And so then she told, then she's like, you know, I, I bet you knew this from the beginning, whatever, whatever. And that's how everybody found out. And so Matthew was like, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. Fuck, fuck what you're talking so about. So that's the reason why uh, Matt Damon was the way he was. It wasn't to be an asshole and just kill Matt McConaughey and leave them on the planet. No, it was because. He felt like their motive was to go back to Earth. Yeah, but there was he also to continue the mission. But also remember, he had been sending out positive beacons the whole time. Right, he was just there. to get people to come to him. Yeah, but yes. because he already, he didn't want to die there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying he lost his mind. Yeah, Matt Damon lost his mind. Yes, 
Because if he was rational about the situation and would talk to them, he probably still could have got him to go to the next planet. Yes. Right. With a ship intact. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But he didn't. He, he because of his solitude and being alone for so long, yeah. he didn't do it the right way. He took the wrong approach, which made him really look like but a But I thought guy. he was asleep that whole time. That's the whole time. No, no, no. Not the whole time. But he put himself to sleep and didn't even set he a wake-up timer. the last time he put himself to sleep. Yeah, he didn't set a timer. He didn't timer. set a wake-up. Yeah. Remember that, 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 the voyage that he went on was over 20 years ago. Yeah. Before they left for that. Yeah. So, he was almost alone as long as the boy was on the ship was alone. Right. Who thought that they was dead. He had said, I thought you guys were dead. I, I just wanted to live out my, my, my old days. So, that once again brings me back to... The theme of protagonist versus antagonist, mm-hmm. because in in Interstellar, you would have thought that when Matt Damon's character was introduced, he was the antagonist of the movie. He was the well, antagonist. Not, not initially. You would no, have been uh, there uh, until uh, he yeah. Once again, when his character was introduced, fuck with Matt Damon, yeah. Man. Fuck with but Matthew McConaughey, which he did a a better job of doing, he was he was trying his whole goal. Was to find a sustainable planet, um, so that he could essentially go. Hey, look, I found something. Let's ride out. You know, get his, his get, hopefully was, get his family and everything. His goal like, but was, he was to save the people on Earth. He by he bringing was, them who? Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Matthew McConaughey. His goal was to save the people on Earth by bringing them out to space with. And with that them. and that's that's I feel that that's his battle with himself because he's he's focused on he's focused on what's back on Earth. You know, even though he's taking this this fantastic voyage through space and time and gravity, he's focused on trying to get those people back at Earth. Yep. Everybody else around him was like, "Nah, we gonna focus on this. That's a Earth is a done deal." That was that was no, that was everybody on the ship wasn't. They weren't aware. Either, they weren't right? aware either. The ship that went out with Matthew McConaughey on it was under the impression that when we found a place to stay, we're bringing everybody. We're with bringing us. everyone with us. The whole building they were in was a space right, station. Right. Right. So those people believed that they were saving Earth too. That was they were they believed that. But you are right to a sense where Matthew McConaughey's uh, attachment to Earth did fuck with his decision making mm-hmm. because Anne Hathaway pointed out that the boy that she loved essentially they should have went to his planet, mm-hmm. and Matthew was kind of like, "Well, this boy's closer." Right, and, right. You know, you don't have no feelings for him, and he's giving the same data. We should go here; it's closer, and we have enough fuel to get back to Earth. So, yes, in that instance, he did, you know, hinder the process because had they not gone to Matthew McConaughey's planet—I mean, excuse me, Matt Damon's planet—they would have been set up at the other boy's planet, right? Setting up shit where to where she wound up having to go. Um, I want to say this movie for me, while I love. The sci-fi aspect of it, mm-hmm. I, 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 I love science. I love science fiction. Had so much real emotion for me yes, that yes. I was plugged in, and it brought me to tears a few times, especially with his connection with his daughter. The first time that he left, and she was upset, and she oh that was to him. oh my god, dog. That, that was tough, right? But when he lost the twenty-three years, and he came up to watch the videos of his children growing up, oh that was tough, bro. That was the hardest thing for me, and I and that for me made me love this movie because 
I, I get enveloped in the, in the movies where I'm, I accept the universe as a whole. So when people are losing people in the movie, I, you know, I feel their pain, yeah. essentially. So his loss that he felt for losing those 23 years, seeing his, not being able to see his kids grow up, his dad passed away. The son lost his first daughter. Like, all that shit that he was going through just over tape, he missed all of it 23 years. He could never respond. Thinking about their pain from me not being able to respond. His son saying, look, I guess you're not there. This will be the last one. I, I don't even want to say He's anything. like, I gotta right. let you go. And then when Murph clicked on yeah, and with he was, the John saying, I thought you was coming back when yeah. you were my oh, age. That's, that's the, when he broke, bro, I was like... It had me fucked up. You <laughs> realized, you re- and it, it speaks to their connection. When he watched the video of his son, he didn't say a word. He didn't say everything was. Yeah, good. it was more visual. Yeah. But when he when Murph came on the screen, the first thing he said when she said, "Hi, Dad," you saw it. Hey, Murph. Like he, it was a different connection. I know for me, when he was in that quantum realm and was behind the bookcase, and she figured out that it was her pop. I I I, I got emotional. Oh, that was that. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was triumphant. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, that's oh, dope. <laughs> It's just oh, a man. wonder. It, it, it had so many things that connected me to the movie versus just science fiction. Right. Yeah. It had, and Matthew McConaughey, who's not a great actor, what? <laughs> did a great job on this movie. What movies besides Interstellar? What do you love about Matthew McConaughey? Failure to launch. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> a rom com. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. He was gay and had AIDS, right? No, I don't think he was gay. He had AIDS though, right? He had something. He was great in there. Oh, he was in Magic Mike? Is that what you no, what you're trying to point out to me? No, shut up. Oh, okay. Oh, Once again, God. the views expressed by, <laughs> by Rail. I didn't say he was being gay. You said he's not I a good actor. He was oh, also in the Wolf of Wall Street. Dallas Buyers Club. Wolf of Wall Street was but excellent. True Detective, he did the first joint of True Detective. He did an excellent job. Sorry. But go ahead. The Lincoln Lawyer was good. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't. It was. He was his agent in Tropic Thunder. That yes. was funny. Yeah, he got him that DirecTV. <laughs> I got you the TiVo. <laughs> yeah, TiVo. Yeah. He saved his life with the TiVo. Suit through it at the, the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I liked We Are Marshall. Was, we uh, Are Marshall was pretty was good. Uh, what the hell was that? Oh, the school? Or like yeah. the football team? Yeah. Yeah. Sahara? I mean, come on. That <laughs> <laughs> was Sahara. He was in Amistad, too? Time was, to kill. Free. Oh, he damn sure wasn't in Time to Kill. Who was his Was he the lawyer? Yes. Now imagine he was white. Did you ever see Time to Kill? No. Yeah, you gotta watch that, man. Theo! <laughs> Bro, you gotta watch that. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. He did it. He, he did a great job. In that and movie. I'm not even, like I said, uh, <laughs> I like that movie for Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> On the stand. Yep. That's where <laughs> that came from. All right. But what the fuck? What they did to his daughter in the beginning, I was choked up. But Matthew McConaughey did a great job in this movie, expressing emotion, <laughs> making me feel connected, making me feel like Murph was my daughter, and I had left her for 23, 40 years. Duh, when he left, when he had to leave her, like, I... And he was crying in the car. He was crying he was, in the car. Come on, man. She was broken, she and when they out. just missed that connection that, oh, when she ran yeah. out, oh, my God. Yep. Uh, but he left his watch. He left his watch. Which had to happen. Because if he didn't leave that watch, couldn't put that shit in the foot. Oh, and that was another wonderful thing, right? The robot that we liked survived, recorded all the data in the black hole. Yep. And he was able to translate it in Morse code. It was a wonderful, it was wonderful. wonderful, wonderful. It was great. Hey, I love how they brought it back. Anne Hathaway shook Matthew McConaughey's hand in that time yes. thing. When, when they went to the time the tunnel, and she was like, oh, I think boy, I just touched I, him. I think it was the first handshake. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it really was. It really was. And I thought, 
them bringing all that shit back together made this movie a com- it was a complete movie. Yes, emotion, sci-fi, action, visuals out of this world. This mm-hmm. was made for IMAX, so large format. Please watch yeah. this on the biggest TV in your house. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful. Scene. What if that jaw was in Dolby though? I'm, uh, oh, side note, side note. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So <laughs> these two gentlemen introduced me to Dolby. You know, I was a huge IMAX fan, which. Once again, there's nothing IMAX wrong with IMAX. Not bad. It's, um, it's not bad. It it's more. nothing wrong with it. I thought that was the the pinnacle, highest, the, right? pinnacle. the pinnacle. Yes, the pinnacle. I'm gonna, of pa- movie I'm gonna pause you right there. Uh, you've been a long time listener of the. Uh, I have. Movie. Okay. Well, how many times have we? I think every time. Every time. Every right? time. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> great. <laughs> However, I still felt that. IMAX was the pinnacle. Right. I thought I was doing something when I would go see an IMAX movie. So you didn't even try. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just continue. We continue. we explored the first time we saw the the movie that we're about to talk about, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about for probably a long time. We saw it in, in Dolby, and it was exciting. I I recall when we saw it when the 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 Dolby prompt came on. Oh yeah. I jumped. I said, "Oh shit." That that introduction to Dolby because they do it at every single mm-hmm. viewing mm-hmm. is phenomenal. But it's wait, you know, for people who've never been there, they're like, "This is what you're used to, and this, this is, is what, what it is." Yeah. There's a point in there where the screen goes black and it pops up and says the projector is still on. I said, "Wow!" But here's another thing: now there's levels to Dolby yeah. because we went to another <laughs> movie theater where we saw. Another movie in Dolby. Same movie. Same movie. Yeah. Same movie. So when it when the, the Dolby prompt came on, I was cool. I said, all right, experience this. Then and my then seat the shook. the first gunshot. <laughs> my seat shook. It said, I said, oh, am I being shot? <laughs> What's happening? If, if, and they've mentioned it in the podcast, and I'm going to mention it. Hopefully I make the cut. If you watch any movie going forward... <laughs> Especially anything with any type of dynamic energy, see it in Dolby. See whatever they make in Dolby in Dolby. Because I saw the movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in Dolby. Oh yeah. And when I tell you this the sound was so beautiful, was crisp. I started singing and I don't even know the fucking songs. (laughs) Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. In the shallow. Sorry, sorry, guys. It's a wonderful movie experience. Yes, and that's what going to the movie is. It isn't just time it's an away from the house. These these pictures were made to be seen to be seen those, on big screens yes, to be heard with format. big speakers. When they're made in Dolby, like the sound, like people don't realize, like Dolby, there's a, the, you're immersed in speakers. So when something happens above you, like a plane flies above you, you hear it go from left to right, from front to back. Like there's subwoofers in your seat. So when there's gunshots or like the earth is shaking, your seat is shaking. Like you feel everything. Like you you get so immersed into the the movie. Like you become immersed in the whole experience though it's an experience not just a movie right it's just not just a movie it is an experience and yes we recommend especially when you have all... a hot dog and nachos and some watermelon <laughs> salad. that made me upset when we went down members. and they, we couldn't get any yeah. concessions i was you pay 20 bucks a month three movies a week any format any format so it's worth it it's, if you see two movies in a month you've you, already you paid for it yeah. if you see one movie in dolby you pay for it. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to give too much advertisement away for free, but when I saw how much a Adobe movie was, or how much and how often I was going to the movies, this is a no-brainer. Right. 20 bucks a month, I, I can spend that at one trip in a movie just on tickets. Just on tickets, not including the nacho hot dog combo with the Sour Patch watermelons if they're available. 
it's in a large beverage. A wonderful thing. But do not go specific. see a Christopher Nolan movie with a large beverage because you will have to you piss. Through yes, the you can't. You know, pandemic time, you could just lean over and pee in a cup. I'm not saying I did that, but it's possible. It's Whoa. some option okay. there. But get a large cup because it's with input I've equals output. <laughs> I've had an experience where I had to pee on the floor. The cup. <laughs> cup was full. So, oh my God. I love further ado. <laughs>